Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Warriors continue their 500 dance as they fall down to 29 and 30. With uh, 23 games left, we still have a great opportunity to finish very strong and just uh, continue to play your hardest and have fun while doing it. I mean, there's a lot of basketball left, believe it or not, and I know we still have greatness ahead of us. I'm never going to not believe in this team. Done too many great things not to. Hey, this is Matt Steinmetz of Steiny and Guru, 12-3 on 95-7 the game. Let's get back to Willard and Dibs. Why is it Willard and Dibs? Dibs has been here longer. Let's get back to Dibs and Willard on 95-7 the game. I appreciate that, Steiny. It's actually Dibs and Madsen today. Madsen is in for mm-hmm. Mark Willard. Willard comes back on Monday. It's hour number three, and we are trying to figure out heads or tails of this Golden State Warriors season. Where are we? Warriors fans, in terms of how do you feel about the final 23 games? Do you want them to push for the play-in, the playoffs, or are they better off just dipping out of the play-in tournament and getting into the lottery and getting a better chance at rebuilding this thing with a draft pick for the future? Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. I'm of the mind you have to push for titles as long as Steph Curry wants to play basketball. Like that's just that's kind of where I land on it. Is that rational? Is that good for long-term team building? Probably not, but fandom isn't necessarily rational. And the idea of, okay, yeah, let let Draymond opt out and let him walk and then let Clay walk in a couple years. And when Steph's done, maybe he does the Tony Parker and signs with the Hornets for a year. And it's it's 20 win seasons while the Warriors figure it out. I'm not, I'm not in on that. Like, if the, you're going to get to that rebuilding phase eventually. So I'd rather they get there while trying to contend for championships as long as number 30 is lacing them up. Yeah, exactly. And right now he's not lacing them up, which is part of the problem. Steph Curry going to be out for at least another week, possibly returning on uh, March 5th as they take on the Clippers. That would be nine days from now, which feels a little bit aggressive in terms of his return. I know that he's going to be reevaluated over the course of the next four or five days, and then a determination will be made. But you've got a handful of games even before March 5th against the Los Angeles Lakers. You got a game tonight. You got one Sunday. You got one Tuesday. And then Thursday, you take on the Clippers. So over the course of the next seven days, you got four basketball games, and you probably won't have Steph for any of those. And we don't know about Andrew Wiggins in those games either. I'm so like last night was bad last night was about as bad like as it gets but that gets worse but last night was really bad and that's why i can't get that game out of my head when i look at okay the rockets coming into town they play the timberwolves coming up they got the blazers coming up they go to okc and those are all games that they can definitely win but off of last night's loss it's just really hard to envision them winning any games and they, like they will, they're not going to lose lose out. But 
it's that's why I, I find it really hard to like dick down and have this optimism of like, yeah, hey, they're fine. I'm not ruling it out because Steph will be back. Andrew Wiggins figures to be back at some point. Right. Maybe you get GP2. And with Gary Payton the second, once he's healthy, he gets ramped up and you can insert him into the rotation. He's been here. He's done that. He knows how to play. But it's like there's a long way to go for that. That's an uphill climb. These are not all givens. Right. Right. And even that's, tonight that's against Houston's not a given. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you figure even if you're depleted and you won't have Wiggins, it, it seems nothing official yet. You won't have Steph Curry. We know that. No word yet on Clay Thompson, though, Kyle, in terms of his ability to play in a back to back. He played his first back to back before the All Star break when he uh, played against the Clippers in a loss to LA the night after they went out and beat Washington. So. You can't guarantee that Clay's going to play. If you don't have Steph or Wiggins or Clay, how much does that hurt your ability to go out and beat a hapless Rockets team? You can't miss anybody right now. Like the rotation, just their 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 the number of available players. Like you just can't you can't be missing guys. Zaza said it on the executive show, brought to you by Yellow Sack with nice. with Steiny and Guru earlier this week. They need like they were talking about Andre Iguodala, your favorite person. And Zaza basically said Andre is doing everything he can to get healthy and get back on the court because they just can't the, don't don't focus on the Iguodala part because they can't afford to be missing players right now. Like right, they just need right. all hands on deck. Everybody needs to play. So the fact that Clay has played a back to back already, only played twenty seven minutes last night. It was a short trip back from Los Angeles. I think he's playing tonight. If for no other reason other than they need him to play. But they're not going to chase wins. And if Clay is... Really? No, they're not. Steve Kerr has told you that. And he told us that a long time ago. But they are always going to default to the player and his health. If, if it, there's That's any true. question about Clay Thompson and his ability to go tonight after having played last night, they're going to sit him. And I, I mentioned this to you in our text thread last night. The fact that Clay only played 27 minutes in that game... You know, he didn't play 36. He didn't get forced into an overtime or he had to play more. I think Clay should be fresh enough to come out and give you 30, 32 minutes tonight against Houston because it is an important game. And, you know, one thing we did see last night in the fourth quarter was the young players. And I love the young people. And uh, so does Clay Thompson. Called a timeout. They settled in. And I think Anthony Vereen told him to move the ball, attack, and then kick out for three. And um, responded to that very well. That's what they did. And, I mean, Patrick shot the heck out the ball. Moses was attacking the rim. And I just love the aggressiveness from that unit to get to the lane and get to the rim and kick out and take great shots. We can learn something from that. And we can continue that flow into tomorrow night. Continue that flow. Will Steve Kerr allow them to continue that flow. And if you're one of these people who thinks that they should be playing the young people a lot more, how did that fourth quarter effort move you in terms of mm. Steve Kerr needs to play the young people? It did, like, A lot. Like Moses Moody, is he perfect? No. But I'd rather get a few minutes from Moses Moody over either Ty Jerome or Anthony Lamb. Just put get him on the floor, and maybe his confidence starts to tick up. Maybe he starts to figure it out. Like He played vital minutes in the Western Conference Finals last year. Remember that game, too? I believe we were there together. Yeah, They were getting smoked. Damian Lee was having an awful game. He gets pulled out of the rotation. In comes Moses Moody. He plays well. He was effective. We know he can do it with this team. 
So let him try. Let him get out there and try it because we've seen him be effective in garbage time like last night. Okay, that's where it starts. Those garbage time minutes. Now give him a few minutes on the second night of a back-to-back against a not very good Rockets team. Right. See if there's more to build on. They're just not giving him any building blocks. Like, yeah. of course he's not doing anything. And you could say that about... All the young players, you know, Patrick Baldwin Jr., who yeah, looked great too. in the fourth quarter. Yes. Does he start to get a little bit more? We know that Jonathan Kaminga is a player who finally earned a little bit of faith from mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, yet you saw it before the All-Star break, a couple of defensive mistakes, and he got pulled out of the ball game. So this coaching regime has not shown a lot of patience and a lot of tolerance for young players and their mistakes. 888 do they need to play the young players more now, or is it smart to wait until the season definitely slips further away? Herman is in L.A. Herman, what are you doing? Uh, just just listening to you guys up up in the uh, yay area nice. down here. It's, it's kind of wet and cold down here. It feels like I'm in yeah. the bay. Uh, but anyways, man, I, I think um, what we got to remember um, – we got we do have a quarter of the season left. Now, with that being said, I'm I'm not suggesting that we just sit back and we act like everything is good because everything is, is not good, but when we don't have Curry, when Wiggins is not playing, these, these are major pieces. Eventually when they come back, um we also have to blend those those players and what we currently got, they gotta be in flow. So it's not just giving people minutes. But I think what Kerr is trying to do is get the right minutes to the right people at the right times. And though he doesn't say, well, I'm still trying to check everything out, I think, I think to a certain degree he's still looking at, okay, when Moody plays, who's he play, play best with? You know, um, last night a lot of our young guys didn't play so good. But they're young, so they're going to be inconsistent. But maybe tonight um, Kaminga may play, may have a monster game. So it's, mm-hmm. it's still... You know, our team is, is, is unusual. I, w- I was a big Laker fan back in the Showtime years, and I watched them win championships in the beginning. And by, by the towards the end, when they were winning championships, they, their record, the regular season record, wasn't as good as it was in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So I think what's going to happen this year, you know, providing the, the Warriors get in the playoffs, which I think they will, even if they're a number eight or number seven seed, they got a hell of a chance against any one or two seed that they could be playing against. Um, so it just comes down to what their flow is going to be when they step into the playoffs. Yeah. And I just think that we collectively have to understand, I don't think they're waiting for anything. They're just making good on what they got. Yeah, thank you, Herman. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I don't think they're waiting either, but they're in a situation where they don't have all of their players. They don't have their personnel that they need with no Wiggins and Steph Curry now missing about 10 games or so and another six left to go. When you look at the the bench, you don't have the same veteran group that you had last year. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I've advocated playing Moses Moody and Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Jonathan Kaminga more because even if it's a small spurt here and there, like that's where that development starts to come in. And I don't think it would... you, You cannot convince me that based on what you're getting from Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome right now, that there would be this massive drop-off, like a a season-altering drop-off between Ty Jerome and Moses Moody or Anthony Lamb or Patrick Bo- Like, pick, pick, a, your, pick your young player. Right. Your rookie or second-year guy. 
And Jonathan Aminga just gives them, and, and he started to get more minutes. He started to learn his role, and he started, but he just gives them rebounding, and he's a player that you can just get the ball to on the block, and he's going to bully his way to the rim and maybe get to the line. Does he shoot it great? No, but we've also seen him lock in on defense and be a really good like on-ball defender. They just He just gives them things they Some athleticism need. that yeah. they don't necessarily have. Yeah. But I, I think when you look at Moses Moody, Patrick Baldwin Jr. versus Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb, Steve Kerr thinks that he can rely on and the other two players are more bankable in terms of you're going to play Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. You know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. The highs may not be as high as PBJ and Moses Moody, but the lows certainly won't be so much lower. So you go with the bankable known commodities and you can rely on these guys and whether or not they're good enough. And Anthony Lamb last night, 0 of 6 from the floor, no points in 24 minutes. That's not good, Kyle. 0 for 4 from 3. That's not good. Ty Jerome played pretty well. He had 20. He was a minus 7, not a terrific defender. But at least Steve Kerr can go to those guys and have some semblance of knowledge in terms of what you're going to get. It reminds me a little bit of Kyle Shanahan with the way he treats young players. Specifically Especially running backs, yeah. Yeah, specific, running backs, receivers, uh, the same same kind of idea. And like Danny Gray, how many snaps did he even get this year? 30? Eight? And he has one pitch <laughs> where it's like, yeah, hey, run a deep route or run this jet. Like, but even Ray Samuel, McLeod, who isn't necessarily the youngest player, but he was new to the system, he didn't get any run. Right, and it's, it's Debo Samuel talked about at Radio Row, like, and I'm getting this back to the Warriors, so follow me. He talked about detail. And like Kyle Shanahan, when he wants you a yard outside the numbers, you are to be a yard outside the numbers, not a half yard, not two yards. So I think, and if you you can't figure that out, you're not going to play, regardless how talented you are. Feels like Steve Kerr's a little bit in that same vein. Like, you miss this rotation. I don't care how talented you are. If you can't do X, whatever it is that you're needing to do then it doesn't matter. You're not. You're just not going to play. We'll find somebody who can do that, even if they're immensely less talented. Exactly, and I think that that bleeds all the way down to the veterans on this team, and you've seen the frustration from Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and certainly Draymond Green at times toward Jordan Poole yeah. when he's making plays that maybe aren't the headiest or maybe aren't the most aware plays in terms of the way they think that things should go. And when you bring that down further to younger, more inexperienced players like Kaminga, James Wiseman couldn't even get on the court for this team, not because he didn't have great talent, but Mm -hmm. because he didn't know where to be. He didn't know how to play in this system. So to that point, it's absolutely the Steve Kerr approach. And, you know, for me, it's hard to look at the way he's done it and say, oh, Steve, you don't know what you're doing. The guy's won four championships, no and you've got a veteran core that are aligned with his way of thinking. No doubt. And that's why, like I said, I wouldn't go kick down his door and tell him, like, you're doing it wrong. But to me, like I said, as a fan, when I'm watching, it's like, man, I would way rather see Patrick Baldwin Jr. and Jonathan Gaminga and Moses Moody minutes if they're going to lose to the Lakers and just look lackluster in doing it. Right. I would way rather see those guys and just see what they've got because then I'm at least learning something. There's a reason to watch. Right now, it's just like, great. More Ty Jerome minutes. Exactly. No, no shame. Wins his two-way like, time up. Right. That, exactly. Like, but you just know you were going to lose and you didn't know you were going to play that badly. So you can't just play the young guys and say, we're going to lose but, this game okay, anyway. Okay but, that's, okay, but that's kind of the thing is like, you're a game under. You kind of do know when you're going to lose. Well, like, you, you don't kinda, know that yet. Like, last you, night was a game that you felt like was a winnable basketball game. And I don't think any of these games 
other than when you know you're going to sit everybody. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that spot, okay, go ahead and play all the young guys. If you're going to sit Dre and Clay and Wiggins and Steph are out, mm-hmm. then go ahead and play Patrick Baldwin Jr. 28 sure. minutes. The other, the other thing with this, and I, I want to make sure this gets highlighted, we're focusing on the young guys, and we brought up Ty Jerome and, and Anthony Lamb a lot, but they're two-way guys. They are doing what they're doing. Like, this is not... A, the Warriors need more from Klay Thompson, especially defensively. The Warriors need more from Draymond Green other than a couple minutes spurt here and there. They need more from Jordan Poole. Like, they need... <laughs> first, they need him to stay on his feet. But then Man. they just they, they just need more consistently good offensive performances from Jordan Poole where he's playmaking and distributing and being the number one in the offense, which is what they signed him to be. I know his his his, his contract doesn't reflect that this year, but they signed him to that massive extension because they think like, hey, when Steph's out, you can be the guy. You can be the the one. And he's just not playing like that right now. And so we're focusing a lot on the young guys and the and the and the bench guys. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's make or break with the veterans. And I wouldn't even put yes. Jordan Poole in that. It's Draymond okay. and it's Clay Thompson. If even they, though they paid Jordan, they haven't paid him yet, and they don't pay him till next year. He's still making three point seven million this year. That's a fact. And I hate okay. to fact you like I fact check Mark Willard all sure. the time, but Jordan Poole's deal. Doesn't start till next year. And if you're looking for Jordan Poole... So it Poole, excuses his poor play, despite the fact they paid it him. It doesn't excuse his poor play. But if you're expecting okay. him... If, was that Guru made that up. If you're expecting Jordan Poole to come in and be Steph just because he is paid next year, that to me is missing out on the bigger point of where things are going wrong. 888-957-9570. Let's go to the phones. Matt is in Oakland, and he wants to blame the man at the top. What's going on, Matt? God? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Um, we're kind of talking about the micro here, that, and that's fine, but we may move to the macro. You remember when uh, the Dallas won, what was that, like 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was? Yeah. Uh, it was 2011. Ended up- I won a lunch bet that I'm still yet to cash in on. Right on, uh, and it was it was it was great. But the reason why that happened is because after years of meddling and uh, butting his nose in and interfering with basketball operations, Mark Cuban took a step back and let the basketball people do their thing. I think what we might have going on here is the reverse of that. Uh, Lacob did hire the right people. He's got the best GM in the business, and he can't even give the guy a new contract. I think the guy decided that he's a genius. And he's the one who's ruining everything because you can. There's a pall over this team, and I'm trying to place where it's coming from. Uh, and it's not just Draymond punching this guy. Uh, I think Lakeup thinks he knows what he's doing, and he does not. And that's why I believe that Myers is probably gone. And if Myers is gone, Kerr is gone. Um, they still may make the playoffs. We'll see. And you know, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, I just. Thought that was a pretty decent theory and wanted to hear what you guys had to say. Thanks, Matt. I, I know where you're coming from, but to me, it's not fair to say Joe Lacob doesn't know what he's doing and at the same time celebrate four championships because Joe Lacob has put the people in place to run the team and get this team from where it was, mm-hmm. Chris Cohan, laughingstock, to a dynasty. No now, doubt. Joe Lacob gets only as much credit as he deserves blame. I don't think he gets more blame than the credit that he deserves. Ultimately, you hired Bob Myers, and you put Bob Myers in a position 
to do his job. Bob Myers has done a great job. Steve Kerr has done a wonderful job as coach. Now, if this thing ends with Bob going elsewhere because of Joe Lacob, if Steve Kerr decides to step away because of Joe Lacob, at that point, then Joe Lacob could be susceptible to some criticism. But right now, where we sit, none of that has happened yet. And for me right now, it still is one big hypothetical. I think if we're leaning into the idea that Joe Lacob, who is now in the draft room, and Joe Lacob, James Wiseman was his guy, and he had this two-timeline theory. If we're going to lean into that, which, okay, let's do that for a second. I think the fact that they traded James Wiseman is a... What's the word? Uh, uh, not omission is a... What's the word I'm looking for? Help me out. Is a concession from Joe Lacob that... Okay. Admission. It's an admission. Admission. Thank you. Is an admission from Joe Lacob that like... Okay, the two-timeline thing, not going to work. So, going to hand this back over to the basketball guys and we'll... So, that's what... I, 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 I would push back against the caller a little bit. Because we don't know for sure. But if Bob Myers goes, like if they're just like, yeah, go ahead, Bob, see ya. We're going to bring in somebody else like that. That to me is where like, okay, maybe there is some 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 credence in well, that. And if theory. he goes elsewhere to me, if yes. he just decides that he wants to step away, then you know, totally. there's nothing really you could do. But still for me, you won four championships. So if I can only hold Joe Lacob accountable for so much because we mentioned it before. At some point, this great run is going to end. Right. And how do you get it to end gracefully? Well, gracefully would be Steph, Clay, and Dre all retire at the same time. Bob and Steve hold hands, kumbaya, and they walk off into the sunset as well. And everybody's happy. You win a championship, and you all retire together. Well, that is fantasy land. That, by the way, would have been last year. But Steph Curry had a four years four years left in his deal, and Clay's still signed, and Draymond. These guys aren't ready to be done. So the way this is going to end is not going to be necessarily pretty, and that's the nature of pro sports. Yep. Duke's in San Bruno, and he's got issue with the entertainment value. What's going on, Duke? Same. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. So a couple things. We're kind of spoiled. I mean, come on, four championships, the Giants with World Series. The 49ers, with, even though they didn't make it into the Super Bowl, what an entertaining year as a Niner fan, as a Bay Area sports fan. Um, we need to be willing to go through the maturation process of some of these younger players. And I don't know that uh, Steve Kerr's allowing that to happen. And I think, I think we need to let that happen. I think the, the Wiseman, I think what they pulled the trigger on Wiseman too quick. Um, I, I think he's going to turn out to be something special. And, um, and I, I hope it doesn't come out and bite us in the butt. Um, and, and just a quick parallel here. I hope this doesn't happen to the Warriors. But in the Giants' heyday, you had three people there. You had Ned Coletti, uh, Bruce Bochy, and Brian Sabian. And that's, that's what made the Giants. <clears throat> and I hope the, Giants, the Warriors aren't going down that road because those guys aren't there anymore. And kind of look where we're at. Yeah, thank you, Duke. Uh, appreciate it. As, as for Wiseman, I don't think that they're going to regret letting him go. Wiseman last night, 4 of 10 floor, 8 points, 10 rebounds, 
that's who James Wiseman, I think, is going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever be an all-star. I don't think he'll ever be a centerpiece on a winning basketball team. I think that they cut bait at the right time in terms of James, James Wiseman. And you're this right, James Kyle. Wiseman. Ultimately, they got to the point where they had to admit their, their mistakes. Yeah, and you can just... For me... And I'm not an NBA talent evaluator, so I could definitely be wrong. But for me, like you just, you just, uh, the heck! Yeah. I said I was. I said I could be wrong. Yeah, so I, I said it was funny. Yeah, thank you. Dibs is so happy oh, to have his buttons back. Oh, no, did baby. you? Uh, did you give him these? And you know what? The one drop the power, that we don't coach. play. Damn it, Joe! The one button that we don't play enough is one of my favorite. It's Kalen Azabuki. I <laughs> paying proper <laughs> reverence to a great take. Uh, save your take. For the other side. How the hell does this guy have all those buttons? <laughs> you know how. It's overrated. Exactly. Uh, I like to stay on the clock. That's right. I'll give you a T.O. sniff. Uh, this is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Steiny and Guru coming in at noon. Your phone calls on the other side. And Kyle's cogent point as well. Willard out. Madsen in. It's Willard and Dibs on 95.7. The game. Back to Wiseman. It's not a temple. It's a temple of doom. Hey, it's Moses Moody with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dibs. <laughs> yes, indeed. Temple of doom. Thank you, Moses. It is Madsen in for Willard here on Willard and Dibs 95.7 The Game. Still have some time for your phone calls. 888 I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 95.7, and I'll ask the question to you, Kyle, and all the listeners. I put this out on Twitter, a Twitter poll about my thoughts on where the Warriors are. Because right now, 19 to 1 is the current odds on them to win a championship, which the implied probability is about a 4% chance to win the title. If they finish up as the 10 seed in the West, they have a roughly 4% chance of getting a top four pick in the lottery. They have a 92% chance, by the way, of staying in their spot and drafting 13th. But just for the sake of the argument, what would you rather have them get? A chance, a 4% chance to win another championship or a 4% chance at getting a top four pick in the upcoming NBA draft? I'm taking the title. Not the title, but the title chance. The 4% chance. Yeah. Just because I don't... Built into that, I'm sorry, Kyle, not to cut you off, but cooked into that 4% lottery chance, you would have a 1% chance of getting the seven foot four inch phenom Victor Wenbanyama. Uh per source is now seven five, growing every day. It's seriously <laughs> growing like a weed, that kid. So according to sources. I, I'll take the I'll take the four percent chance at a title. Because I I believe in I believe more in this group getting healthy and then playing well enough to put themselves in position to win a championship. 
more than I believe in this group getting the pick right, that player then being good, and that player fitting in with Steph and Calandra. So to say you'll take, in my view, if I'm taking the 4% chance at a top four pick, I'm... I'm conceding that the Warriors with Steph, Clay, and Draymond are done winning titles. And you have to start deconstructing it and building around that top four pick. 4.7% chance of getting top four. A flat 1% chance of getting Victor Wenbinyama. 1% chance of getting a generational player to add in to Steph, Clay, Andrew, Jordan, Kavan, and Dre. Would he, <laughs> two Dre's? Would he? Would he? Would he play? Yeah, well, one of those Andre Godala. Uh, so the Warriors what, draft Victor Wenbanyama. Does he get minutes this, over Patrick Baldwin Jr.? Say, Steve Kerr just doesn't play him. Could, could, but that's it. Is like, couldn't you see it? Not with Big Vic. I can. And I'm not talking Alexander. I a thousand percent can. Austin and Campbell has a thought, and he joins us here on 95.7 The game. What's going Henderson. on, Austin? What's going on, fellas? It's good to have to talk to you, Matt. Hey, listen, uh, first of all, oh, can we just destroy the mess, guys? Of, and I can't stand it. Two timeline and young core. Yeah, that stuff is, does it. That, that, none of that stuff has ever been real in my mind. I think it's kind of a media creation, really. The only thing that matters is who's on the court and whether they can play together. Whether they're young or old, it doesn't matter. I think the Warriors have made big mistakes. I think we could agree their selection, draft selection is out of question. I think Weissman was sold as his next-generation guy that he couldn't live up to, and I think Joe Lacob had a lot to do with that, if we're being honest. I mean, he pushed him as a once-in-a-decade talent, wore his jersey in the G League, all this stuff. So if Joe Lacob's trying to claim that he's not, he wasn't the guy that wanted Weissman, he's kidding, he's kidding, he can't fool anybody with that one. Okay, so I, I just want to see us move forward with guys that can play, whether they're young, old, doesn't matter to me. Let's get a team out there that's, that's connected and we can win basketball games. The final thing, Madsen, you talked about you wanted to play the young guy. Well, it'll be empty seats out of the Chase Center. No one's going to go watch guys develop. Come on, man. Let's, let's, let's see a real team. Thanks. Yeah, people are buying tickets to Thank see Ty Jerome and Tony Lamb for sure. Well, and they better hurry, as I mentioned to you during the break, because uh, they are running out of time. TikTok goes the clock on both in terms of 50 games. If you're a two-way player, you get 50 games and by the way, not just games played, but games active. And I'm assuming that every time they've been active, right. they've That's played. Yeah. Anthony Lamb has played 44 games. He has six more games before the Warriors have to make a decision. Either you sign him for the rest of the year to a guaranteed deal, or you let him go. The Warriors only have one roster spot. Ty Jerome is at 37 games, so he's got 13 more. So you're not as under the gun with Ty Jerome, but... Anthony Lamb's a guy who is very much in your rotation. You don't have Steph Curry for the next five or six. It's not a stretch to think that Anthony Lamb here in the next week and a half might be up against that deadline, and you got to make that decision. Now, if you go 0-6 over the next six, maybe it becomes an easier decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Steph maybe doesn't come back at all at that point. If you go 4-2 and two or 5-1 and one and, and Anthony Lamb is playing great and he's a key cog, well, you got to sign him to a deal for the rest of the season. Yeah, and that's an issue. Like they're going to probably sign Anthony Lamb to a to a to a full contract because they have to, not because he's Bonnie's won- why, right? Wise, yeah, yeah, not just not because of the position he plays. Like I think Ty Jerome in a vacuum is a better player, but Anthony Lamb is just 
plays a position the Warriors probably need help at more. And so with those, what is this? You said six or seven games left? He's got six. Six more? Yeah. And they're, I think they're going to look at it over the next six games and go, yeah, we need Anthony Lamb to fill a to fill some minutes. So he's going to be the guy who gets right. the, the contract. And it that just, is a little bit yeah. dependent on how they play and also whether or not Steph Curry is able to come back. If you split the next six, you go three and three. Anthony Lamb plays in all of them. You're still the 10 seed. Here comes Steph. Wiggins is back. Anthony Lamb, by the way, is playing about 20 minutes a night, so he's mm-hmm. been pretty important. I think at that point, you ink him for the rest of the year. 888-957-9570. Steiny and Goo coming in here momentarily. But first, one of our favorites, happy Friday to Robin in San Francisco. Oh. Hello. Hi, you guys. Can you Hi, can you hear me? I'm on the AirPods. Loud and clear. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Who is that? Listen. It's Marv Albert. I, I have a little bit of take. Hey, Albert. I have a, a different take a little bit here, Dib. I know you're going to tell me if I'm wrong. But, isn't it, you know, like the NBA is structured such that, you know, you pretty much end up where the Warriors are. I mean, you pay the stars, but in the end, that might cost you for getting talent. And so, you know, people are talking about how uh, uh, Steve Kerr can't develop talent. Well, hell, ain't nobody else been able to develop a Damian Jones or Patrick McCall. Mm. You know, they, they had that whole youth movement going on. So I think that, you know, you know, this is kind of a result of the NBA pay structure and, and how to uh, acquire decent talent. And when it comes to James Wiseman, he was really sold by Penny Hardaway and some tape during the COVID year. And then he was drafted, I think, as based on need at the time, uh, which is that uh, they needed someone big because at the time the big men, you know, Embiid and all of them were killing the Warriors. So, you know, I don't think, you know, whether it was Jake, Joe, Joe Lacob's call or whatever, you know, I don't think that's neither here nor there. I, I think it's based on a need at that yeah. time. If they were wrong, they were wrong. Yeah. So I just wanted to hear your take on that. Thank you, Robin. I appreciate it. And, uh, I think uh, thank you for joining us and have a good weekend. Yes, it was need, but more than that, it was on the upside of James Wiseman and what he potentially could be. And yes, the COVID situation, three games in Memphis wasn't enough. You didn't know how you could evaluate him. And then he lost an entire year due to injury. The confluence of bad luck for James Wiseman led us to the point where he wasn't going to work out, but he didn't work out because he didn't get better fast enough and you got to the spot this year at the deadline where the veterans I'm sure were saying to Steve Kerr we can't play this guy we can't win with him give us somebody that we can actually trust to go out there and as of now Gary Payton the second hasn't been available to even be out there more from Kyle Madsen on the other side I got some Joe Lacob sound it's actually uh, Anthony Slater on Joe Lacob I want to play for you as well because I think Anthony Slater slates actually uh, puts it in great context in terms of how Joe Lacob is seeing this season. This is all sponsored by Pfizer. It's Willard and Dibs. Steiny and Guru coming in next right here on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> Excuse me. Monster Sack. Hey, it's Ryan Rollins with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dibs. 
<laughs> yeah, hey, Ryan. Hope you get better. Dealing with that Jones fracture. Me and I hate Mrs. when I Jones. fracture my Jones. Damn it. Seriously, I gotta love Jones, and uh, that's basketball. I'm a basketball Jones. Yeah, he broke his basketball Jones. If you have uh, an injury that has a name, a proper name associated with it, mm-hmm. it's not good. You're What's Liz wrong Frank. With my unit? Yeah, you got your uh, your Jones <laughs> fracture. <laughs> Thank you, Saintly. You Tommy John. It's a number of them. It's all bad. Isn't it Liz Frank? Just the name of the body part, not the injury. Uh, yeah, the Liz Frank injury. It's I think the bone underneath the foot. You could be right. I don't know. I gotta Google it. I got nothing. I'll look it up later. You guys asked one day if it would be cool to have like a surgery named after you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I decided yes as long as it's not like. I don't know, like. Be like, careful! I've like, probably had it. What's I know? As long as not like, I don't know, like Tommy John. Is cool because people get Tommy John surgery, and they're fine for the most part. Fine. Like if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a surgery named after you, having one that's generally successful, guys come back from it and are fine. That's just kind of a cool like legacy to have on the game or your sport. That's what I decided. Yeah, and I think Tommy John, not only for the surgery, but you look at his career, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, absolutely. And at some point, maybe he gets that love. He's darn near at 300 wins. I don't know if he's going to get any closer, but no, uh, I, don't think so. I don't like his chances, but he's certainly up there. Uh, Steiny Guru coming up here momentarily. I did want to play this Anthony Slater sound, Kyle, talking about Joe Lacob, because we've looked at this season. Warriors are 29-30. and 30. As of now, it has been a disappointment. It's not saying that they have to win a championship or the year is disappointing, but the way this year has gone from the Draymond Green, Jordan Poole punch to the injuries to Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins has had a down year for a number of different reasons. Clay's been a bright spot. Draymond's been a great warrior this year, but the specter of what he does next has kind of hung over this team. Yeah. They haven't developed the young players. They got rid of Wiseman and got an injured player back. Anthony Slater on the morning roast today talked about the way he is thinking about Joe Lacob digesting the year. He was out there pregame yesterday, two hours before with Peter Goober. He's like chatting with Ron Adams. It's, it's very rare to see him like that early. I'm talking like, you know, yeah. Moses Moody's warming up. Mm-hmm. And, and Joe Lacob's out there yesterday. But I think he's, you know, I, I would presume not too pleased with how this has gone because I mean we all know he's very much the visionary of this two timeline plan that has gone haywire this season and uh, you know anybody that was trying to talk him off particularly you know maybe trading Wiseman and going all in now well you know then they better win now and and they're not winning now so you know what does that necessarily mean in the offseason I don't know but you know Bob Myers and, and even Steve Kerr at times have said and they even said it last year after they won that like Joe is unwilling to pay this kind of bill for an average team for a yep. seventh seed mm-hmm. for a first round and out they almost if they're going to play this type of tax bill have to go west finals NBA finals just from a financial standpoint right they need to get the right. playoff gate money all the way through mm-hmm. May and June and wow. uh if this doesn't happen, you know, they're still, they try to organizationally, you know, Joe's probably the, has the most difficult time with this, but they try to be very patient in their approach. So, you know, there is still time to recover. You look at the West Indies, there's time. But if this flames out the way it's, you know, starting to feel like it might, Whoa. then I think it's more likely bigger picture changes are, are made.
Man, that's uh, Anthony wow. Slater from the Morning Roast today. Wow. And he makes great points in terms of Joe Lacob and the money he spent. He doesn't spend this much money for mediocrity. And right mm. now, you're the 10 seed. You are barely hanging on for dear life for the play-in tournament. If this team is a play-in tournament team and they don't make it out of the play-in tournament or they go to the playoffs and they're one and out, Denver beats them in five, at that point, and you're Joe Lacob, and you take a hard look at where do you go from here, where do you go from here, Kyle? <laughs> the What I personally just stay the course. Resign Bob Myers, you keep Steve Kerr, and you let those guys figure out what they need to do to build around the Steph Clay and hopefully Draymond uh, core. Maybe not Draymond. It, that's, that's the thing is that the Draymond decision is up to him. So exactly. you try maybe you try and convince him to stay. I don't know what the 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 dynamic is like behind closed doors there. But I'm staying the course because you've seen this group figure this out. And I think you do that as long as you're paying Steph Clay and Draymond and that's that's what that is to me. Now maybe next year. So let's say they go let's say they go first round exit this year. I think you have to ride that into next year. And you have Clay for one more year starting next year, and you figure you figure out the roster. And if you go another first round exit or a play and exit, okay, now you have two years of data that says, okay, hey, this is no longer working. But we saw them go play in, loss to the Lakers and, and the Grizzlies. Right. Championship. And then championship. Let's say they're play in loss again. You gotta that, let it ride. See, I don't think so. And I look at the salaries already on the books for next year, two hundred and eleven million dollars. If Draymond opts in, you're looking at $211 million, and that's pre-tax bill. The tax bill is going to kick that thing up probably around 400 or so million. Jeez. And what Anthony Slater said in that cut, I think is absolutely right. Joe Lacob will spend, but he's not going to spend for mediocrity. So if you do want to run it back, Steph Curry is going to be here $51.9 million. Mm-hmm. That is an absolute guarantee. Clay's making 43.2. You can't restructure that. You can extend him at a lower number, but that doesn't change the fact that he's mm-hmm. making 43.2 next year. Wiggins 24.3, he's a bargain. He stays. Yep. Draymond again if he opts in at 27.6, Jordan Poole goes up to 28.7 million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, just with those six players right there, you're looking at about the luxury tax threshold mm-hmm. and that's without Jonathan Kaminga, who can opt. It's a team option for six. And Moody, team option for four million. And Kavon Looney, who will be on the hook for 8.5. So I don't know if you are a play-in losing team, if you can just run it back next year. There, there, there would likely be some kind of roster tweaks. If it means making a trade to bring in a couple guys that you think help more than that one player, okay, that's fine. But I'm talking with Bob Myers and Steve Kerr because what Slater said at the end of that cut really stuck out to me is there will be some, what did he say, major changes? Yeah. That, to me, doesn't mean major changes with the roster. That means, like, there's a reason Bob Myers doesn't have a contract. You know, what is what is Steve Kerr's future with the team look like? He's been here almost a decade. Does does Joe Lacob, who, as Slater pointed out, is not super patient, does he look at Steve Kerr and go, you know what, it's time to transition this roster, and he's not the guy to do it. Maybe he agrees with the caller who said Steve Kerr can't develop young players. 
maybe those are the major changes. That's how I took that. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And I don't think you can do that. And if you're, let's say, major changes involve Bob Myers and Steve Kerr. So Bob decides he doesn't want to sign, or they decide that they don't want to sign Bob, and Steve says, you know what, I'm good, I'm going to retire. So now you've got a new GM, maybe one of his kids, or maybe somebody else. You have a new head coach. Well, what do you do? If Draymond Green opts in... You still have the same core, and now you have a new GM who can't really do anything, by the way. You mm-hmm. come in as a new GM, and there's only so many moves you can make. Now, if it's a new GM and you decide you're going to give him license to really blow it up, and it's a sign-and-trade for Draymond, or maybe you, you trade Clay Thompson mid-year next year to try to get some relief, you know what I mean? Man. I mean, that's. I don't think that major changes could just involve Steve Kerr and Bob Myers. And again... 23 games left in the regular season. This conversation may be moot, but they're going to have to make a lot of different things happen between now and mid-April, or else I think Anthony Slater's right. There will be big changes coming. I think if they traded Clay Thompson in the middle of a year, I think you'd have several people going in and flipping the spread. Just from a fan standpoint. Like, you might lose people if you do that. And that's something they have to consider here. So much of this... So much of this fan base, like they've been doing this for so long. There are kids who grew up like with the Warriors just being awesome and with Steph and with Clay and with Draymond. And okay, sign and trade with Draymond. You can see them spinning that and that being okay. And you trade him to the Lakers and it's whatever. But Clay sending him out in the middle of the year because of your tax bill. That's much, much harder to spin. I think the other especially since Clay is probably not going to be worth what people here yeah. think he's worth. I think the other interesting piece of this and in terms of blowing it up would be the rat on the table as we put it on as Steiny and Goo are coming in, and that's Jordan Poole. If you could find a way to trade Jordan Poole, if Bob Myers is still here and Steve Kerr and right. you realize that Jordan Poole is not a fit. For the veteran core. The veteran core doesn't think mm-hmm. that they can win with Jordan Poole being their fourth or fifth best player. Maybe that turns out to be the major change that you make. So here's another issue with that. You mentioned.